Thank you for tuning in to the best parenting show on the internet. Post Daily Dose. Hey there, Post Institute. This is Christy Saul, the co-founder, coming at you live with another episode of Post Daily Dose, the best little parenting show on the internet. Of course, I want to plug the books really quick while folks are signing in. Brian's book, From Fear to Love, that you can get on promotion at feartolovebook.com. And then this book right here, The Great Behavior Breakdown, is an incredible read. goes a little deeper into understanding the impact of trauma, understanding um, very common behaviors, and things that we can do as parents and professionals in the lives of children who have experienced trauma to help create healing. Uh, on our website, I have these two bundled that you can get as a package. Chink, chink. <laughs> there used to be a commercial two, two, two mints in one. <laughs> Sorry. That really probably shows my age tremendously. I hope somebody else out there remembers that one. This is our brand new book. And this is, I have a thousand copies ready to ship. So I'm so glad to finally have that little project complete and in print. Uh, you can get this on our website as well. And in the next couple of days, I'm going to put together a bundle where you can get all three books at one time for a discount. In fact, today I finally was able to get all of my shipping caught up. So that felt really good. <laughs> and that included sending 50 of these up to Canada to our friend at Woods Homes. So if you guys have any, if you're involved with an agency or if you happen to operate an agency, this workbook um, is incredible. And one of the things that's also cool about it is it actually has a pre and post test. So it would be an excellent tool for any kind of like small group learning or if you have an organization and you wanted to do like a whole group of parents going through a parenting class together, trauma-informed parenting class, this right here would be an excellent tool to um, take you on that journey. So, Veronica, thank you. Good evening to you as well. It's nice to see you, and I see lots of other folks watching. Some may say hi, and some may not, and that's all good. Still, hi to everybody. Um, I appreciate you like, joining us, and I hope you guys have had a good weekend and a good start to the week. Um, my topic today has to do with grief and gratitude, and it actually... Um, David DeRoby, who, uh, he is a foster parent. He's been, he's an adoptive parent. Um, he is a partner of the Post Institute. He's been a writer for the Post Institute. Hey, Miss Keisha, how's it going, doll? Uh, he's been a writer for the Post Institute for years, and now he is the founder of Love a More Institute, but, um, he shares his writing with our email list as well. So it's really great. And he wrote an article that was sent out today. Um, I'm sure it'll be on our Facebook feed soon, but if you're on our email list, um, you may have already received this. If you want to be on our email list, we would love that. All you have to do is go to postinstitute.com and there's a little envelope in the top right-hand corner. Click on that and there's a place that you can share your name and email address and you'll be getting this information sent directly to you as well. But I want to read a little bit of it because I think it was really done well. Um, this is coming. It was what what his inspiration was, was actually a Facebook post that was shared a couple of weeks back. And this is what the post said. The work of the mature person is to carry grief in one hand and gratitude in the other and to be stretched large by them. 
How much sorrow can I hold? That's how much gratitude I can give. If I carry only grief, I'll bend over towards, towards cynicism and despair. If I carry only gratitude, I become saccharine and won't develop much compassion for other, who's, other people who are suffering. Grief keeps the heart fluid and soft, which makes compassion possible. Man, that is big, isn't it? So I was reading through, he shares a lot in this little article. He shares, it's very vulnerable and really beautiful. Um, talks about challenges that they experience through their parenting journey. He talks about meeting Brian and things that he learned through that. But what really grabbed me was this little piece right here. He says, looking back in my rearview mirror, I can see threads of Weller is the person who wrote that quote of Weller's words, weaving something I had not considered. We tried to get past the grief, the sorrow, the suffering, our own, of course. Had we been able to hold this in one hand and the gratitude, love, and compassion in the other, we too might have experienced that stretching that would have given us greater bandwidth to allow our children's suffering to stretch them as well as coupled with gratitude. Instead, we tried to love the pain out of them. And when we could not, it seemed that the children were at fault. That's deep right there. I just want to stop right there because that is such a big statement. Sometimes in this world of parenting children who have experienced trauma, if you haven't experienced significant losses, it can be really hard to comprehend a grieving child because most children that we experience in our day-to-day -day lives have not experienced major losses. But children who come from tough places usually have. If they are children in the foster care system, if they're children that are adopted, they have experienced a significant loss. No matter what you may think of the family they come from, no matter what the system may have deemed about the family that they have come from, that's still their family and that is still a significant loss. Being able to hold loss in one hand and gratitude in the other is the work of maturity. Well, we're talking about children having these experiences and sometimes they have experiences that we have not gone through, we've not even walked through. And so it's really hard for us to comprehend the position of the heart and the, the, the sensitivity of the brain of someone who's had major significant losses. So for us as parents, parenting children who have already experienced something that you may know nothing about, it really is very important for us to have great sensitivity to that and great compassion. Because without that, we may be standing in this position where we're trying to invite our children into this space of love and gratitude for life and appreciation and joy, and they're grieving a loss. In fact, the very process of adoption really might be that. I mean, it's so complex 
that we may be over here as parents celebrating the expansion of our family and bringing somebody into our family and we are feeling joyful and celebratory, but the person that we're bringing in may literally be in the midst of grief. And if we don't pause to have honor, respect, and compassion for that and really see our children where they are, we're doing them a tremendous disservice because we're inviting them to feel what we're feeling. Like, can't you just, can't you just be happy you're here? And that theme of can't you just be happy you're here can carry on throughout the entire time until they're 18 and can be living on their own where they don't have to feel like they have to be happy because we want them to be happy. I know I could be, I could definitely be stepping on some toes with this conversation. I know that. But that is, if you listen to adult adoptees speak about their adoption experience, that is a very big piece that we oftentimes miss because we're caught up with our joy that we're not able to pause and give compassion to the place where our children are coming from to what they're really experiencing. I mean, you know, you hear adult, adult adoptees say, I just never felt like I had permission to grieve the loss of my family. I never felt like I had permission to be sad. Like I always felt like I had to be on and happy because that's what my parents needed me to be. <sighs> that's a pretty big deal, isn't it? Instead, we tried to love, and then unless I'm just reading, I want to come back and read that again. Instead of being able to hold grief in one hand, and David is even speaking about the grief, like the grief that sometimes adoptive parents experience because they didn't realize it was going to be so hard. And I was talking with an adoptive mom last week, and the grief that the child has, it's a, you know, it's a newish relationship. It's just a few years old. And this child has experienced the death of his parent and then being placed in the foster care system and that being a pretty brutal system for him. And now he's in this place that's forever and his grief is so heavy that it's hard for her to hold space for that. It's like, you know, being in the press, golly, that's just like the theme of the day. I was just talking with a friend of mine um, and she was talking about the process of her grief of her unborn child and how people around her were like, you know, how long do you need to grieve? How long is it going to be before you get past this? Like, oh my, you know, oh my gosh, we are so allergic to these emotions. And I think that we're allergic to the sad emotions the grieving emotions, the depth of grieving that people experience, we're allergic to it because it touches just a little too close to our own. It's hard to sit with the depth of sorrow that people experience. It's hard to just sit in this space, like just to be able to hold space for that and just allow people to feel however they're feeling without running away from it. Whether we run away from it in our thoughts, in our heart posture, whether we pick something up in our hands like a phone or something so we can escape mentally. 
to just be able to hold that space of how hard it can be walking this earth as humans that our kids, that some people have been, not just our kids, but people, people, people have been through really hard things. And sometimes it's hard to be in the presence of that grief because it brushes up against our own sorrow. Maybe a sorrow that we've not fully processed or maybe a sorrow that we know, you know, let me just be honest with you. None of us are going to get out of this life without experiencing some massive losses. And our kids are walking through something that we may not know anything about in terms of a massive loss. We may not have experienced any massive losses yet, or maybe we have, and we we didn't give ourselves the time and, and just the patience with ourselves to just go ahead and let that process and to know it's never a finished process. When you have had a massive loss, you will have memories of that. There will be something that comes up in your, like it could be 10 years. You know, you talk to a mom who's lost a child and it, 10 years can go by and something's going to remind that mom of that baby. You know, something's going to remind someone of their spouse that they lost. If you're a person who've lost your parents, you don't just like, you think of them every day. Every day, those people have, they cross your mind. They cross your heart. How could we expect our children not to have something similar inside? So learning how to have space where we can hold grief and gratitude and letting it expand us and just stretch our heart and our soul so that we can authentically connect with people in whatever place they are in life and know that it is an ebb and flow. It is an ebb and flow. And so that is my message for today. That's it. It's, a, it's not an easy walk, but part of our job, especially as adoptive and foster parents, is to expand our heart so that there is room for both grief and gratitude. That is what we're asking our children to do. Before we can ask our children to do that, we have to be able to do that ourselves. And so that could even mean that we grieve that the process of being parents isn't as easy as we thought it would be or isn't even anything like we thought it was going to be. And at the same time, it's so rich. It's so rich. It's so rich. It's like a mouthful of dark chocolate exploding in your mouth. It's just so rich and full. So... I hope you guys can take something out of that that helps you grow in your journey as being parents. I hope that if you've not already done so today, you take this message and let it percolate in your heart. Go spend some time just pressing pause on anything that you've been stressed about or trying to teach about. Get yourself back in alignment with the walk that you're in and the life that you've signed up for, the love and consistency that your babies need. Start seeing them from that place where they've experienced big things and they're trying to grow gratitude. They're trying to grow from it, out of it, beyond it, around it, with it. Every preposition, all the prepositions, right? 
But what they really need from you is love that is not based on any kind of performance. They need your unconditional love. They need your stability. They need you to keep showing up day in and day out. And every day they need you to push pause on everything you worry about and just pour love into them through play, through your interactions, whether it's playing, whether it's a back rub, whether it's a snuggle time. They need 30 minutes to an hour every day where you're just focused on them. Not about what you're trying to teach them, but just being with them and enjoying who they are as unique, beautiful creations, unique, beautiful little humans that need your love and your attention and the adoration that you can pour into them just from a gaze. So let the love you have from them shine from your eyes. Let them feel it from your being and go play with them. Go enjoy them. Go flop on the bed and ask what's going on in their phone life. Go watch a movie with them. Create something together. Take a walk. Go play catch. Go shoot some hoops. Go build something together. Go lay in the grass and watch the clouds float by. Whatever it looks like. Make sure you spend time with your babies. Just loving them. Creating relationship. Everything you want to teach is right on the other side of the relationship that you're building. Remember, in any given moment, we can act out of blueprints of stress, fear, overwhelm. It could even be fear of the grief that they are carrying, and we can act out of that with our lids flipped, or we can take one to two to three deep breaths, and we can choose love. Much love to you guys. Have a blessed evening, and we'll see you tomorrow.